You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello and good day, San Jose, and welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dylan Kayser, and I'm joined by Nick Floor, Kyle McLaren, Producer T, and Producer Pigeon. Boys, how's it going? Nick, I'll start with you. How was your Halloween? Uh, did pretty well. Nothing too uh, crazy as far as trick-or-treating or anything, but uh, son had a good time. How about you guys? Uh, yeah, no, mine was mine was pretty uneventful, to be quite honest. Uh, Kyle, how was yours? You know, I, I was in bed by 9 o'clock, so then I'll tell you exactly how my Halloween went. <laughs> I enjoyed, but I enjoyed my Halloween day more so than Halloween night. Kyle, I think you're starting to really embrace and enjoy being an old man, aren't you? <laughs> you know what? I, uh, you know what? I get up, I get up early in the morning. I woke up this morning, and I'm like, oh, my God, I fall back. But it still was probably 5.30 in the morning. Picked up the newspaper, what? gave it a read, read to the <laughs> yep. to the crosswords. Who reads the paper anymore? I go online and read all that crap that I have to read and deal with all the crap that we have to deal with down in the States. But you know what? I just get up early and go to bed early, and that's just the way it is. There you go. Uh, Producer yep. T, how was your Halloween? Uh, I was low-key. Watched a couple scary movies. Didn't have any trick-or-treaters come to the door or anything. You know, the oh, whole that's... COVID thing. Yeah, I'm a producer pigeon. How about yourself? How was your Halloween? Uh, pigeon <laughs> just got uh, he got shit faced. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. My my Halloween was pretty uneventful, but one thing I did notice: fireworks. Man, from six o'clock till eleven o'clock at night, nonstop fireworks. I don't know what it was, but people were going ape shit with fireworks. So uh, fireworks yeah. on Halloween, dude. Yeah. It's a well, huge I mean, thing here. That that. It's I mean, that's no, that's like a normal thing. Like normally, I you do hear fireworks going off, but this year it was just nonstop. I don't think there's wow. more than you know two or five minutes of silence without any fireworks going off. It's the punks, the punks like to the, the punks like. I mean, that's that's kind of the night where you get to fuck around and just do whatever. So you light Man, up some kid, fireworks. Kids got nothing to do, you know. You might as well go light up some fireworks. Can't exactly. Go yeah, I think that's so, illegal down here. Where we're at, Kyle. it's illegal yeah. here too. <laughs> you guys it, just don't care. Don't give a in, fuck. In the cities, in the yep. city, it's actually illegal. But just as you exit the city, there's always some dude with like a trailer and he's selling fireworks. So you always go to the edge of the city, buy your fireworks, come back into town, light them off. It's and... the it's the indigenous like the indigenous villages. They're allowed to sell fireworks. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Mm. So, safe, uh, safe and sane are down here, but it's only for Fourth uh, of July. Right, right. Yeah, well, I'd hate to be a dog owner on a night like that because they're yeah. always <laughs> shitting themselves. Uh, before we get into the show, Shane Van Ice actually, he lives in Nanaimo as well, where I'm at. Uh, he heard nonstop fireworks too. So there you wow. go. Facts. Um, it's, not, gonna... it's, it's not Canada Day. Eh? I'm actually surprised that, like, that's not a thing in the States too. Yeah. Fireworks going off. Not for Halloween. Really strict. Really, really strict. They have Pigeons these, uh... hate. Fireworks too, by the way. Oh. Not just dogs. So are you calling Americans <laughs> pigeons? Or wait, no, wait, I'm no, saying I, I hate the fireworks. Oh, okay. As okay. the producer pigeon. <laughs> Were you cowering <laughs> in the corner? 
All right. Uh, before we get into the show, let's give a shout out to our Twitter handles. You can follow myself on Twitter at dyl underscore thpn. You can follow the show at Stick Hungry Pod. Nick, where can the fans find you? You find me on Twitter at Nick Floor underscore. And Kyle, McLaren underscore K. And producer T. At producer underscore T E E. See, us messing up our Twitter handles is not really a topic anymore, and I don't know if I, I should be happy or sad about that fact. <laughs> We've we matured as for a group. so long, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it took Kyle. What did it take you about three months? Producer T about six, and right? can, it, like you, you've nailed it right off the bat. So yeah, it's, hey, uh, it's it, there's a little cheat right here. I can just read it. So right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it it's, in here. It's literally right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just oh, you're, read it you're, off. you're always so on point with uh, with those. Um, <laughs> right, so there's actually some uh, some good news coming out of San Jose. Thomas Hurdle actually had a baby. Tobias Hurdle. Uh, so congratulations to Thomas and Anita on that. Um, you know the scary thing about this though is Tobias might be ready to play for the Sharks by the time they're <laughs> ready to win their first Stanley Cup. Yikes! Yeah, that's uh, but on bump. But yeah, it won't, be any, it won't be any time before then. I'll tell you that. Did you guys see the picture on uh, social media on Twitter when they released the photo? The baby's already smiling like Hurdle. Oh, I, so I, love, just, it. I love oh, it. I love it. He was cheesing, man. Yeah, that's awesome. From one dad to another, like congratulations to the Hurdle yep. family. Congratulations. Yeah, so, uh, we will not have Nick, a good night's sleep. <laughs> Nick and Kyle, uh, any any words? Any anything for uh, Thomas Hurdle becoming a dad? Any sage advice? Boudreaux's butt paste, man. Don't use baby powder. That's not use what Boudreaux's I butt paste. <laughs> Dude, just trust. Just trust I've never heard of it, so I thought you were talking about Bruce. Um, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I don't want that guy's butt paste anywhere. Yeah. No. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll say this: there's no books that can tell you how to raise a kid. Nope. It's all instinct, and it's all day by day, and everything is. So different when they're a young uh, newborn, but they well, will get better. Two, uh, terrible, terrible twos is a real thing. Going through that right now. Yep, but uh, <laughs> you know, there's no books that can tell you how to raise a kid. It's all instinct and how you go from there. So you know what? Good luck and congratulations, Kyle. That that was deep. You should be like a life coach or something. I'm serious. I thought about that earlier, but just not for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's get into some Twitter discussion. Actually, we had uh, another infographic go up uh, asking the fans which was their favorite jersey. I'll actually uh, I'll pull it up here quickly. You can find it on our Twitter page as well at Stick Hungry Pod. Uh, first uh, first reactions to this, Nick. W- which was your favorite jersey? Which one did you vote for? Uh, I voted for all of them. No, I'm kidding. I <laughs> I like the oldest one the most personally. I've always loved the old school teal with the gray and the white, and the old logo as well. Like I like the crispness and the cleanness of the new the new logo, but I just really love that old school jersey. It's just it's got a warm place in my heart. And I'm pretty sure that one actually won this uh, this Twitter post. People were going nuts over that jersey. Uh, Producer T, which one's your favorite? I went for the newest one just because kind of like what Nick said. I like how clean they are. I like it's just the just the black and the white on the sleeves, the clean logo. That's what I went for. Kyle, uh, I, I think I know which one you're going to lean for, but uh, what, what was your favorite? I, I actually like the original a little bit more than the other ones, but you know, there's, there's you know, any jersey that I wore, 
I wore it. So you mean, do I really have a complaint for what jersey they wore? But they're not. Well, well, what about the Pooh Bear? You can complain about that one when you're in Boston. I can wait. I, you know, honestly, I can complain about all I want now. But <laughs> it is. Uh, I mean, all three of these are far better than the Pooh Bear right now. Yeah, fair enough. I I actually like the new one. Like no disrespect to the old jerseys. I just think like they're so similar. I I just think the new yep. one is a little more, a little cleaner, a little crisp, more crisp. I I mean they're all good. Don't don't get me wrong. Yeah. And and um, me and, and to me the new ones are more the shark is mm-hmm. more crisp than the other ones. Yeah, that's the totally. only difference to me because they're the same color schemes. Well, I, I just like, like there's no stripe at the bottom too on the new ones. Yeah, it's well, really there's crisp. not a lot of orange either. Yeah. Well, what do you get with the uh, old 07 and 08 jerseys where they had the black patch with the orange all over the place? I really yep. didn't like that one. I did yep. not like that one at all. Yeah, uh, I mean, like like I said, the the middle one won on this, but I, I was kind of expecting the New Jersey to win. Um, but I mean, it, it's been such a good logo. Do you guys think they're ever going to change it? Like, let's let's take this new logo for instance. Do you think they're going to adjust this at any point, or do you think this is a logo that goes twenty, thirty, forty years into the future? That's a long term logo, in my opinion. Like, I like the secondary logo with the screaming shark on the shoulders. Where the mouth's open and it's going a little crazy. Right. But, yeah. No, uh, I, I, this, I do like that. Yeah. This logo right here, the crest on the center, it's got the old school, like triangular hockey look, kind of like what the Penguins have. So I feel like it's just going to stay that way for a very long time. Maybe some minor accent touch ups, but nothing major, in my opinion. Yeah. You can't, you can, I mean, uh, really, like, can you change the shark logo? To me, it's just color schemes more so than what you're changing on everything else. Like the Bruins. Let's go back to my Bruins days. They can change the color schemes and how the jersey looks, but the logo is stayed the same. So, so Kyle, it's only color schemes. Kyle, I actually have a question for you. Over your career, what was your least favorite jersey to wear, just as far as style goes, and your favorite? The Pooh Bear was by the worst. Okay, okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so, I mean, again, I, I mean, I'll pull it out one of these uh, one of these days. <laughs> if I can go find it again in my shop, but and then the best one is honestly, it's. The Sharks original, okay, and and then the first Bruins jersey I ever worn. The, the classic have, B, yeah. The classic B, uh, the smoked B, I guess you could say. Right. I have, yeah. it, I have it. I have it hung up in my uh, my shop. Uh, my my first jersey, the number forty six. So those to me were the best ones. Nice. Yeah. I mean, not, not a bad choice. Uh, the Tacoma Rockets. What were those jerseys like back in the day? Oh my god, I have one too. So you know what? I'll pull it. I'll have to pull it out. But those were uh, pretty sick too, and they changed from that uh, sea monster, the Okopogo, right? Yeah. But it was basically a Rockets jersey. But I uh, it's funny. I I uh, broke my leg in a game in Tacoma. They cut my jersey off. Like cut my jersey for a broken leg. I'm like, what are you, like, uh, what are you guys doing? fucking end, boys. <laughs> right? I'm like, no, it's not gonna work. But my my parents still have my ripped jersey that they cut off me, and I'm awesome. like, you know what? It's a it's, it's a keepsake, but I'll have to text them or call them to see if they can see a picture of it. But those were nice jerseys. I just don't like the Olga Pogo kind of thing theme. I like the original Tacoma Rockets jerseys. And they got some teal in there too, don't they? Yep. 
Yep. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, they do. It's almost the same concept, just different uh, designs. And with, with that ripped jersey, I'm telling you, man, we signed that bad boy with that story. <laughs> that'll that'll sell on eBay. That'll sell on <laughs> eBay. That'll sell on eBay. <laughs> 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 All right, folks. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break here, and on the other side, Nick's gonna run down one of our San Jose prospects, uh, San Jose Sharks prospects, uh, Ryan Merkley. Then we're gonna get into some general hockey news, followed by our Twitter segment. So we'll talk to you on the other side. Hello, hello, hockey fans. My name is Nick Berlansky, host of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. My co-host, Nick Horwat and I talk all things Pittsburgh Penguins, from top news to game analysis and other unconventional hockey talk. We've got you covered. A team in the playoffs or in the play-in round won the first overall pick, and I wanted to throw my phone clear across this plane. <laughs> Nope, nope, it, he else? will. Yeah, see, there's your he hot will. take, got it. Where That's is? my hot take. <laughs> he will be a Hockey Hall of Famer, if not possibly first ballot Hall of Famer. That was just awful officiating, and who who was this this scrub that was officiating? Let me let me look it up real quick. Mark Rashi, <laughs> something like that? Oh, oh, Recky. I just, I just wanted to see him booming it from blue line to blue line, being the lines. That's all I wanted to see. Very few general managers have those type of players, let alone three players that you can easily say, if I don't trade them, my team will be better. So all I have to do is not make a move. And I get that's a foreign concept for Jim Rutherford, but you just don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. You don't do that. (laughs) New episodes every Monday. Tune in at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcast from. And let's go Pens. So, guys, before we get into uh, the prospect segment here, we have a comment on Facebook from Shane Van Nice. He says, I was driving to my grandma's place in Oregon, and I stopped in at Tacoma. They had a security guard in the Safeway. Now, my question to you, Shane, is did he look anything like this? (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Uh, hey, Chara clean clean cars at a car wash in junior, so it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if Kyle did the security yeah, who, on the who side. Who works at a at a or helped his buddy out at a Timmy's? Was it Brashear? Yeah, Brashear. Bers- Donald Brashear yeah. helping his buddy out. And could you imagine ordering a double double, going up to the uh, <laughs> going up to the window, and Donald Brashear hands you your coffee? Blow my mind. I, do you guys you guys have double doubles right in the states? Like I'm not I'm just not going no. nuts here. The no, double. Don't have that, bro. Yeah, you don't double, got no double. two cream, two sugar down there? You guys don't got uh, sausage rolls. You don't got double doubles, no fireworks. With and, the they, and they call me there. the pigeon. We have <laughs> double doubles, but they're just that in and out, and it's a cheeseburger. Like That's, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's not what we're talking about. That's Kyle knows what I'm no, talking about. Yeah, no, exactly. No, if we, I mean, we don't have a lot of Tim Hortons down here. Yeah, fair so, enough. I mean, but even here, you go, to, you go to McDonald's, you can order yeah, double like it's double. Yeah, like any coffee place. About. Any yeah. coffee you go to McDonald's and you order yeah, a double double, they're gonna tell you it's not in and out. Go get <laughs> somewhere else. <laughs> like, I wish we had in and out here. That'd be fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, I, I do as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. No, uh, so not down here. We're, we're gonna get into uh the uh segment, uh the prospect segment here, but we have to use this clip because we haven't used it in a while. Let's get it on get it on the floor, get it on the floor, get it on the floor, get it on the floor. Absolutely classic. I love it. All right, Nick, take it away, buddy. All right, guys, this is our first Stick Hungry Prospect of the week. Uh, figured we'd, we'd choose the easiest one to talk about for you guys. And in my opinion, 
hands down, our best prospect, Ryan Merkley from the OHL. He's currently on the London Knights. He's a, a defenseman, right-handed defenseman. And uh, he was drafted 21st overall in the 2018 entry class. So uh, just a quick question for you guys. Have you guys done any research on Merkley yourselves? Have you guys seen much about like his style, his gameplay? So Murdy was, he was an interesting player going into the draft because I think a lot of people thought he had top 10 talent, but there's a lot of questions about his attitude and, and you know, his off ice attitude. Um, so he slipped to the San Jose Sharks. I think it was a great pickup for us, honestly, if you consider that he might be a top 10 talent and if he can get over, you know, the immaturity as he grows up, he might become a, a pretty special player, you know, really good offensive uh, defenseman, which I mean, I don't know. Right now, we we have too many of those on the San Jose Sharks, so it might not be a good fit for him to come in right away. But mm-hmm. I, I think he's a great prospect. I really do. Yeah, definitely. What do you, you guys know, think? Yeah, to me, to me, he's a little small. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's an offensive defenseman, but again, is, is he physical? He's got a little immaturity issues. Here, here uh, Kyle, I'm, I'm going to say one thing to that. I'm, I'm going to say one thing to the small comment, Quinn Hughes. Period. Like he, he's you a small. Can't, you, you can't compare those two, though. Why? Why not? I mean, Funny I know enough, Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes is probably class. a better player. Exactly. T. They're, they are the exact same draft class. Uh, his yep. pro comp, Markley's pro comp, going into the NHL draft was actually Eric Carlson, yep. and his uh, likable trait, not traits, but uh, skill level as far as talent wise, is on par with Quinn Hughes. So they're. But it's they're, not. I don't want to say but, the same but, player. But it's. But they're not. I mean, again, it's, it's immaturity. It's getting. I mean, I came in the league at 18. My my maturity was different than somebody else's in the same draft class. And it's taken him a couple of years so far to develop into that player that could be a player that plays in the Sharks every single game. Yeah. And it's been, what, two, three years? What, three years? Since well, I mean, he might mature at a different level than, say, a Quinn Hughes. It might take him one or two more years, but... At the end of the day, I don't think his size is really going to matter. If he has that same style of play, I think he can still make it. Yes, it might take a couple more years to get there for Ryan Merkley, but I think he can be a pretty effective offensive defenseman in this league. I mean, Jared Spurgeon. I, Jared Spurgeon's I, another example of that. I hope yeah, so. I mean, and, and to Kyle's point, he his first year, his debut, because he was selected first overall in the OHL yep. priority draft by the I think it's the Gulf Storm or the Gulf Storm however you pronounce it. Uh but that first year he did have a mi- he did have a minus 41 at the end of that year. So that goes to show like where he was and many of his touted about his laziness on defense and how he doesn't attack the puck with the right angles and he's kind of just lollygagging around in his own zone. You saw that number go I mean technically down you know in a positive direction in his next year he was a minus 27. But in both of those years, he had 55 – oh, sorry, minus 29. But in his first year, he had 55 points in 50 games. In his second year, he had 67 points in 63 uh, 63 games. And the only reason why he fell outside of the top 10, like we said before, was his attitude problems. He's always breaking sticks and uh, yelling at teammates, yelling at coaches, referees. That's just the player that he was. But his upside for the Sharks at 21st overall, I feel like the value is there. So you bring him into a locker room like San Jose, where you have Brent Burns, you have these these veterans that, you know, the Sharks have taken on problem personalities like uh, Evander Kane was a really good example. Everyone was like, oh, he's just a really bad guy off the ice, just a knucklehead, 
hard-headed guy. And, you know, he's become a, a just a stalemate, just essentially for this for this team in the locker room, and on and off the ice. Um, he got traded from the Gulf Storm to the Petersboro Peets. Guelph, by the way, I just I just had to correct you. Yeah. What was that? Guelph. Guelph. Uh, sorry, I don't know how to pronounce Close these enough. weird Canadian words. You guys use "us" where they don't belong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's not get into that conversation. Me and Nick went at it for quite a while about how to spell uh, "favorite." I hey, believe it was. Speaking of words and color, <laughs> uh, Shane oh, Van Ace just now got the Pittsburgh and the iceberg thing. Well done, Shane. Well done. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, sorry about that. He got traded from the Guelph Storm to the Petersboro Peets. Now that's a, a championship caliber team to a team mainly just for his off ice issues. There were reports that he lashed out at teammates. Uh, I have a quote here from Bob McKenzie. Uh, he's described as a petulant and at times he's made uh, and at times he's made his own life and hockey difficult. He has poor self awareness and a lack of accountability. And uh, sounds like producer T a little bit. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah this guy's just chilling in the back. But yeah, no, that that is interesting. And, yeah, and for I, Bob McKenzie to say that, that's something. Yeah, and still, after being drafted by San Jose, he still pots seventy-one points in sixty games. So he's what still offensively there. What was his plus minus? I didn't check. The, I, 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 he, he was I, he was plus twenty. He was like yeah. he played well. Yeah, he, he was doing well. He was on good teams as well, good defensively sounded teams. He was able to activate without you know having to worry about too much on his own end. Um, but still ended up on the Petersburg. Uh, the Peets essentially said, hey, don't show up to our training camp late in the year, late in that year. They basically tell him, hey, don't show up. The Sharks eventually invite him to the training camp. So inevitably he's going to get either traded or acquired by another team. And uh, late September of 2019, he was traded to the London Knights from the Peets after uh, you know essentially being with the San Jose Sharks and you know in their training camp uh fast forwarding to the next year the 2019-2020 year he scores 76 points so you see that point production still keep going up and up so he's offensively prowess like like no one in the in the OHL currently so he scored 76 points in 60 games he's second in points among defensemen and first in assists and surprisingly the off-ice issues seem to vanish in thin air Dale Hunter goes on to say that his on-ice production and his off-ice leadership have improved tenfold. His humor and attitude in the dressing room are reasons his teammates love him, you know, contrary to where when he was with the Storm and when he was with the Peets. So in almost a full calendar year, he goes from one of the most hated players in the OHL to now one of the best teammates in the London Knights. Well, I mean, and, you can mature a lot at, at that age. Like, we're talking about jumping from 19 to 20, 18 to 19. I mean, mm -hmm. a, a lot of changes happen then. I mean, the guy's not a teenager anymore. That's like, that's one of the reasons I think he's going to be a player. Once he gets to the, you know, to be 20, 20, 22, 23, I, I think he can make an impact. And I don't think immaturity is going to be an issue. Yeah, but we said it before. You can't, it's hard to teach top five talent or top 10, mm -hmm. top 10 talent. You can work out of your issues emotionally, mentally. You can get out of that state of mind, maybe with help with a you know a therapist or an, an, someone off the ice to help you get yourself in a different state of mind. But the talent, you it, it's hard to have that, essentially. But is he, so, but is he a, hold on? But is he a let's say let's say uh, he he comes to training camp next year? Is he a sixth, seventh this year, or is he still three or four years away? And I think sharks, one one or two years, I'll, I'll say. One or two years. Do the away. Sharks have patience for that? 
with well, they've had patience long enough, in my opinion. This is they're going into their third this year. This is the perfect draft. time for it. Exactly. The OHL is not checking. There's no checking in the OHL. It's oh, official. Gosh. So why no, would play? Oh, that's insane, guys. Uh, I hate yeah, it. Yeah, we could talk an hour about that. Yeah, yep. we could. But, so you have no checking in that league. Yeah, he could show up and just blow up that league. But what is he actually gaining from continuing to play in that league? I, I see him as a first-line defensive pairing for the Barracuda at least. Eventually pairing with <laughs> maybe the bottom six for the uh, – or, or sorry, the bottom, the sixth D-man for the Sharks. Maybe he, he comes up and helps the Sharks occasionally here and there. I expect him to fully be on the Barracuda this upcoming season. Kyle, you're, you're shaking your head. You're obviously a big, big Ryan Merkley fan. No, yeah. no, listen. No, it, it, like, this, is the problem. this is the problem we have is if you're a top uh, pairing defenseman on the Barracuda, right, scoring goals, assisting, being on the ice all the time, that, that's not – translate to me in coming into the Sharks being a fifth or sixth defenseman. Well, it's me, it, it's the only next step, though. That's that's the thing. I mean, like, yeah. like Nick was saying, he could go back to the OHL and play the same game he played last year, maybe get away with some some stuff he wouldn't get away with at the AHL level. It's, it's just that next step for the guy. Yeah, he's only had a handful it, it, of games in the AHL. But it's not the next step. There's more steps he has to take. But you went, I'll tell you this right now. is. But, but it the is Sharks, the next step. There, there might be isn't. more steps, but that's the next but step. But it's not the yeah. NHL. No, it's, it's not. But No, it's not. But I think the AHL is better for maturing this guy's game than the OHL. Because my point is, he goes back to the OHL. A guy that's that talented, he can get away with a lot at that level that he wouldn't be able to get away with at the next step, which is the AHL. Yeah, my we'll example see. would be Mario Ferraro, right, who played in his, his draft plus three. Three years after he was drafted, he played Barracuda and then San Jose. He, he made it up to the where, where top Where was roster. Mario drafted? I believe it was 2017, second round. Yeah. 2017, second round pick. So, so again, is a second round pick is different than a first round pick? No, that's the no. whole point. So with, <laughs> with Mario Ferraro playing for the Sharks and his – his third year after being yep. drafted, I fully expect Merkley to be playing towards being on the Sharks. This is his third year after being drafted. The 2010-2011 season would be his third year. I fully That's expect it. him to not go to the London Knights training camp, and I yep. expect him to join with the Sharks training camp and play for the Barracuda. As a first or second defenseman? For the Barracuda, at least. At least. At the minimum. And then... Maybe Pasishnuk or whoever we decide to pick up as six D man doesn't make it. What's the harm in bringing up a player like Merkley to the big leagues, where previously he literally stayed at Brent Burns's house to to learn things off the ice? He he's met with a therapist. He's mentally there. He's physically been there. He just needs the opportunity, in my opinion. Where, where do no, you no, see? Nick, him? That, hey, I, I lived with Ray Borg for a, a second. It doesn't translate to on ice play but you remember it <laughs> well, of course i do i mean i'm also talking about a hall of famer well so you're saying brent burns is not a hall of famer right now right now no i'm not I'm, i won't i won't say that no not right now here's my question and producer t i think you were about to ask it mm -hmm. what what do you think would be the right next step for Ryan Merkley then? But like next season, what do you think would be the best spot for him to play? 
Kyle, I'm asking you. <laughs> I think you're trying, trying to no, produce your tea. No, I was going to no, ask I mean, you the same question. <laughs> That's what. No, I, I, to me, I mean, he he should be in the NHL, but not as a top two pairing. He's going to earn his way to that top two pairing. So Have to you me, seen it's, our defensive pairings in the AHL? We are so bad. Do, do I, I look at the whole team as a whole, and it's not going to be good for a couple of years. And that's where as you went. He does not deserve to go up to one or two pairings. I just well, don't see him. But by the end of the season, I could see him. I get, I get your point. Right. I think, I think if he made the Barracuda coming in, yeah, he wouldn't necessarily be the number one or two guy. But I, I think eventually, as the season progresses, I think he could get there. Yeah, Kyle, I'm not saying he's just going to be handed it. It's not going to be handed right. to him on a silver yep. platter. He's got to show up and he's got to work and he has to prove that he's worth that spot. I'm not yep. saying he's just going to be there based on his namesake. I think yep. he's going to be able to earn that position is what I'm saying. <coughs> our our uh, defensive pairings in the Barracuda are uh, thin, so I feel like it's going to be easy for him to be able to outcompete his coworkers, essentially, and well, uh, be able to, to be it. that spot. As long as he wants to do it. I mean, that's the yeah. thing is he has to go in there and prove that he is a change because his attitude's been freaking shitty, basically. Yes. He's going he's gonna to prove himself to the organization that he's changed and he wants to make sure he uh, has a spot on the Sharks. I just don't see it right now. So you went, it's almost one of those, what have you done for me lately? I want I want to see it. He's going to prove it. And then... I'll uh, adjust my settings for his where you should go after that. So, Kyle, just so we're we're straight here, you think he's going to make the uh, the Sharks next year, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm messing Absolutely. with you. Um, and and by by the way, Nick, uh, this is a comment from Shane Van Issa once again on Facebook. Big shout out to Shane. He says, "By the way, I think it should be spelled color." Oh shit! I I, I put myself in this one when I first read it. I saw the U, <laughs> but he says there shouldn't be a U. But you know what? This guy said he was spending time in Oregon, so uh, I think you Americans got to his head. <laughs> Good, I agree completely, Shane. He went to University of Oregon, Shane. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, all right, boys, I, I want to talk to you about this. The the new Dallas Stars jerseys uh, that came out, the neon green ones. I, I want to know your initial thoughts, and I'll actually bring it up on the screen here. They actually came right from Chernobyl. I think they're awesome. Straight, <laughs> straight from the radiation factory. I love them. Um, I'm interested to see how they look on the ice and in person. I mean, it's easy to make it look really nice with social media feeds and and I doctoring feel like up mainly, pictures. Mainly black jerseys though usually look okay. Like I know it's I know it's a quite an offensively bright green, but like still, it's it's mainly black, which is what I like. You know. I You're like right, it. producer T. It is it is offensively green. I, I think it's <laughs> I think it's like too green. I don't know. There's, there's just something about it that I don't like. Like I I, I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of it myself. Blinding the opponents Seattle. to victory. Do they glow in the dark? Well, that that's 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 basically what it looks like. Something that's glow in the dark. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell you one thing. Pigeons go don't go near those colors. Yeah. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Yeah, we we should have had a poll about this actually, but yeah, I I don't know. At the end of the day, not a big fan. You can't uh, you know you can't hit a home run every single time with New Jersey's, and I think they uh, I think they struck out on this one. Yeah, it just feels know, a little doctored to me. Like to be honest, it looks like that's 
brighter than what it's going to look like. And it's just going to look like poopy yellow green on the ice. Poopy yellow green. See, that's why people tune in to the Stick Hungry <laughs> podcast. Uh, Shane Van Ice says, I think the reason it's spelled color in Canada <laughs> is because of the French influence. Influence. I'm not sure, though. No, that's how they spell it in England, Shane. So uh, <laughs> it's, more, it's more of the English influence than the French. Uh, <laughs> little little history lesson for everybody out there. Hey, everyone's favor is different. And favor is spelled different in the States than it is in Canada, so... Yeah, well, I don't know. You guys just got, got to get on the train here. I mean, I, I think no, the Brits go the train. I, I that think was the whole point. We don't I, want I, any British influence yeah. down well, here. Well, here's, here's the thing. I think the Brits know a little bit about the English language. You know, I kind of came from that island. So. And, and Shane, it's E U R at the end of couleur in French, so it's not even French. Yeah. Influence. So Shane, you're yeah, you're just you're something. <laughs> <laughs> but, but thanks for tuning in to the Stick Hungry <laughs> no, Podcast. We, we know You're Shane the best, personally. by the way. We know Shane personally. He's actually come by to the studio here, uh, the Hockey Podcast Network studio. Everyone gave us some energy drinks. It almost killed my little heart. Yeah, he gave us actually, <laughs> I, I wish we still had the can. He gave us some Dragon Ball Z energy drinks from like full super from way, way back in the day from uh, what was that? Uh, Spencer's. Do you guys have Spencer's down in the States? It's like it's kind of like a hot topic, like that. Yeah, kind we, of have tour. we have it. We have it. Don't listen to Kyle. We have that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not Kyle, too old. Kyle, Kyle your old man is showing. That's I'm a rocky big, store. I'm Kyle, not a big, I'm not a big energy drinker guy, so I. Yeah, but this know. is a, it's not this is one of those store. funky <laughs> stores, Kyle. This is a funky ass store. I'll, I'll take you to one one time. Okay, boys. Okay, that's content. That's content right there. We need to hire a guy with the camera and follow you guys into Spencer's or Hot Top, whatever you call it down there. Oh, they're right next to each other in the malls down here, so you're good to go. Shade Van Ice, such a beauty, says, I still have a can. I can take a picture and send it. Please do that. Shane, I'll, put it on Twitter. I'll, I'll put it on Twitter. Yeah, we'll, we'll retweet it from the Stick Hungry podcast account. Um, but, yeah, Shane's a friggin' beauty. But uh, if he offers you an energy drink, I'd think twice. I would. Um, all right, guys, any other hockey news you want to talk about before we get into our Twitter segment? It's been dead. Yeah, it's pretty Hockey's slow. Been absolutely dead around here. State of Hoppy says Kyle absolutely frequents the local Spencer's, doing a great job of leading you off the trail. Yeah, yeah. I've heard the, the edible underwear. I see. I see. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> Honestly, those are the kind of shirts you'd probably get from one hundred percent. Yes, probably. Uh, I love I haven't it. Been to, I haven't been to Spencer's uh, in the mall in years. No yeah. thanks. I, I, I haven't either. I feel weird going to a store like that. Actually, yeah. I yeah. went in to try to find a mask the other day. There's just way too much fucked up shit on the mask. So I was like, I'm not going to buy one. Yeah, of these. Like, you don't really want to buy a mask with like, you Eat know, ass a, a, a dildo it. nose or something. That's, it's those are kind of it's an ass eating season. So ass I was like, I'm good. Well, I, you know. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Produce cheese. Like, yeah, I'd rock that. Chomping <laughs> uh, on the balloon. State now. of Hoppy <laughs> says exposed. Exposed. Kyle, you exposed. have been exposed. Right? I love you. Uh, so we sent out a tweet. We sent this one a little late, I think, uh, about best Halloween costumes. We got a couple submissions, so I'll bring this up. Uh, but Nick, actually, one of your pictures was a submission. Uh, yes. what, what did you tell the fans about uh, your Halloween costumes? Uh, me, my wife, and my son. My son's a huge Scooby-Doo fan, so he wanted <laughs> to dress up as Scooby-Doo for Halloween. Classic, so, uh, classic. Of course, I had to be shaggy. It just it just fits. Everything about it just fits. So I was shaggy. My wife was Velma. We had the full get up going on. It was it was pretty great. 
I love actually, it. I actually sent a video on Twitter if you look at the post we did. It's my son saying <laughs> Scooby Dooby Doo. So, oh, uh, producer T, what, what did you dress up as? Nothing. A stoner? A bomb. Yeah, Bob Stoner. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so you went as yourself. Yeah, literally. How <laughs> meta. <laughs> and, and Kyle, what, what did you dress up as? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume nothing, but I had to ask. No, nothing this year. I had a costume. It is. Uh, it actually is one that's. It, it looks like somebody's holding me. You know those old ones that like, okay, you yeah. Have to stuff it. But I didn't put it on, so you should have oh, gone as a Petro, a Petro Canada worker like that, Michael Blackie. Though I went as a, I, I went as a retired hockey player. How's that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Um, so at uh, Teriyaki two forty, you should switch out the numbers there, make it four twenty. Yeah. Uh, he uh, he dressed up as a uh, WWE dude. I, I don't know. I'm not it's a Roman Reigns. Guy. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. He dressed oh, okay. up as. I only okay. know that because he tagged a minute. Uh, <laughs> He's lacking like lacking some of the size, I feel, though, no? Right? Is oh, Roman Reigns huge? So uh, there's uh, Nick Floor and his family. Um, <laughs> you know, great great costumes, honestly. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Uh, Sharksfan underscore 03 said, we had no trick-or-treaters at all. You know what? I... I actually, I wasn't expecting very many, but I had quite a few come to my house. And, like, out in the neighborhood, there's a lot of kids out. So, I don't know. We might see a little COVID spike after after this Halloween. <laughs> right. A super spreader event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then this is this was the other submission we got. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> with, with Joe Biden uh, creepily whispering into the ear of a small child. Um <laughs> Well, that's historically accurate. <laughs> I think I think this one wins. To be quite honest. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Steve says that Steve that is loves great. that one. Steve, <laughs> yeah, Steve's definitely gonna love that one. Uh, Producer Pigeon, what did you go as for Halloween? Oh, he's pointing to himself. Producer Pigeon went as himself. This, but that's, this uh, but, holiday. but that ain't Halloween. You got to dress up as something else. Did you go as a human? No. Oh, oh that would have no. been <laughs> that would have been something else. <laughs> uh, we did get one uh, question from Twitter actually this Kyle this one's for you uh, this is from at Red Shark Pack he says Kyle what was your welcome to the NHL moment right I've been seeing a lot of those things on Twitter nowadays and mine was Brett Lindros not Eric Lindros but his brother played for the Islanders I think it was my either my first or second game and he ran the fuck over me on a hit <laughs> And I went, oh, my God, like, uh, I better hit the gym. But it was Brett Lindros on a face-off. He just, they dumped it in, came in, and I was like, oh, my God, okay, I got to get off the ice. I couldn't breathe, took my breath away, and I'm like, all right, it was a wrong Lindros that you actually know about. And his his career was kind of short-lived, but, oh, yeah, I I hurt with that one. And then you took revenge on the entire NHL by dishing out those big hip checks. Well, I tried to. Uh, uh, Steve actually says, Kyle, tell us something funny about Douglas Murray. Steve. Uh, there's some Douglas Murray stories I can't tell on this network. Well, so. tell, tell, tell one of the ones that you can't tell. Yeah, we oh know he's crazy, all right? Well, I, mean, I don't know if I told this one already. I was, we were in, like, Pittsburgh. And my phone uh, call, or my, I got a call. And it said, uh, Doug Wilson. I'm like, there's no way. We were out for a team dinner. So I'm like, all right, well, I got to call him back. So I go inside. You know, it's 
minus probably 30 degrees outside at a time. And I'll say, yeah, you've been traded. I'm like, there's no way. And it goes on and on and on. And I go inside and everyone's laughing at me. I'm like, oh, my God. And I'll say, I see Dougie Murray have his phone to his head. The only one. I'm like, oh, go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the pranks that guys play because you never know what's going on. Uh, what did they say? A team? Did they say like you've been traded to the Edmonton Oilers, and you're just like, oh fuck my life. The Thrashers. Well, I, it, it, yeah, it was probably the Thrashers at the time. Some bottom <laughs> team. Kyle, that's Pretty hilarious. Good, the the state of Hoppy on uh, the Soda Pod. He ran into Jason Zucker at an event, and he went up and messed with him. Uh, similar thing going up in and saying like, oh, like, did you see Bob McKenzie's tweet? Like, I, I mean, how how do you think it's gonna be playing with with uh, Jack Eichel? And his yep. face just like went, you know, straight face was like, oh man, just just give it to me. Like, tell tell yep. me tell me the details. He's like, oh, yeah. I was just kidding. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things. Again, when you when you hear that firsthand, thinking it's somebody, but it's not. It's your heart sinks, and it's like, oh my god, like really, like I love I love my teammates, and all of a sudden it's like. Next minute later, it's like, shit, I go pack up my shit. I, I can't be here in the restaurant. We're having a nice dinner. But it was like, like I said, you walk in there and everyone's laughing at you. It's freaking. It is, it is, uh, your heart sinks, but then it builds back up because everyone loves you. So, Kyle, we need you to start brainstorming and thinking about some of the funny pranks that you saw over your career. Not necessarily ones that happened to you, but just pranks that went on in the locker room. I, we need more of those stories. I'm going to have to start thinking about it a little bit more or going back to the videos that I have or text messages that I have on my phone. Or or messages on your on your pagers or something like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> so oh, true. No. Right? Uh, just taking Kyle, spots at Kyle all episode. Yeah. Kyle, was there a player that you ever just really, really wanted to just knock the shit out of and you actually <laughs> got the opportunity and you yes, just Doug, checked them Doug, on their yes, ass? Yes, Douglas Murray. no that you actually got to knock on their ass like from another team um no not really you went the thing is 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 when i'm played against somebody else or or another team is i didn't like i didn't care who it was but those were my enemies i wanted to win the game and if i hurt them or whatever i mean i'd feel bad for them at the end but uh even if i'm playing a game or i mean it was just one game or uh, in the playoffs, you hate them for those four games or seven games, whatever it is, and then you make up. I would say make up, but it's like you went know no. But I mean, there's when I was in Boston, I hated Montreal, still hate Montreal. The Canadians hate Toronto. Hate how, how about Richard Zednick? Yeah, he got what was coming to him. Flip it. I love it. Do you know what I mean? There's a, there's a lot of old player, older players that you know, they're hard to play against. But I just hate to play against them. But once the game's over, really, it's it's over. So you threw the body I, a little more against Montreal. Oh, hell, I tried to. <laughs> you know, it's just the rivalry. Toss an elbow in there once in a while. No, it's know? a tricep, not an elbow. Oh, okay, guys, okay. get it right. Tricep. Right? It was a tricep, not an elbow. <laughs> I got you, Kyle. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> Producer Pigeon, come on now. You're supposed to be on my side. Right? <laughs> I love it. Um, actually, we, we had another comment up from uh, Steve. He says, that video where you were checking Drew Demenda, uh, Romenda, sorry, is hilarious. That, that was a good clip, actually. Could you that guy walk after that? That was one of the best uh, clips that he did. And I can't remember the, the segment he did. 
what was that called? Oh my god, um, shark bites. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. The, it was one of the best ones, <laughs> and you know what? He had bruises because he, he told me he said, "Don't let, don't like, don't lay up on me. Like, hit me as you're gonna hit somebody else. I mean, I can't because you're too slow." Do you know I mean like like? And again, if, if somebody's going slower, you're not going to get hit. So he went as fast as he could, and I hit him as hard as I could. He had, <laughs> he had bruises oh, all over his body for like two weeks. I'm like, oh my god, I, I felt bad for him. I'm like, you know what? As long as somebody tells me, hey, hit me as hard as you can, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. He he asked for it. He asked for it. Yep. So he can't complain afterwards. Right. All right, guys. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about before we end off the show here? Our boy uh, DW is actually going to get his Hall of Fame ceremony, so that's nice to know. The uh, NHL said they're going to postpone the 2021 right. class, so they're just going to give the 2020 uh, Hall of Fame class their due. So it's going to be honored as a standalone class during the 2021 Hall of Fame induction weekend, so no class will be named for 2021. So we hey, get to I, see I mean, our boy Doug get his uh, his induction ceremony after all, guys. Exactly. I think it makes sense. I mean, this is something that's – you know, a once in a lifetime event. So I, I, I think that's good for, for all the inductees. Uh, Producer Pigeon, where are you getting up here? Uh, oh, looks like we got a nice video of Kyle McLaren knocking the crap out of Drew Remenda. All right, I, I, I can't wait to see a hit here. I'm, I'm loving the crash opportunities. The body checker. I'm going to be the body checky. Well, <laughs> one hit. Going after a loose puck in the zone. Here we go. Oh, just, oh, just devastating. That man has a family. <laughs> I love how they just show Kyle sitting there laughing. They're like, yeah, I got him good. Oh, there it is. Someone put that on a loop for me. Yeah, that's, that's classic. Yeah, yeah, we should make that a GIF, actually. That's that's a good one. Uh, thanks, Steve, for bringing that up. I, I actually forgot about that video. That's That's a classic. All right, uh, before we end off, let's give a quick shout-out to our Twitter handles. You can follow myself at DYL underscore THPN. You can follow the show at Stick Hungry Pod. You can follow the network, the Hockey Podcast Network, at HockeyPodNet. Nick, where can the fans find you? You can find me at NickFloor underscore on Twitter. And Kyle? Producer underscore T. I mean, uh, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> He sold it pretty well. He sold it pretty well. Right? McLaren underscore K. (laughs) And producer T. Uh, McLaren underscore... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Producer underscore (laughs) T-E-E. And uh, also producer Pigeon. Where can the fans find you? He's pointing at something that says at producer underscore Pigeon. There you go. I love it. Thanks, Pigeon. Uh, Another hard day at work for you, but you, you nailed it out of the park, bud. You nailed it out of the park. All right, folks. This has been a fun one. We'll catch you next week. Welcome. My name is Brad Lieb. I am a former professional hockey player, and this is the Life After Hockey podcast. This is the place where I'll be interviewing former players and exploring their life after hockey journeys, including their successes, challenges, 
and the causes that they are passionate about. So please join me on the Hockey Podcast Network every Saturday for new episodes and follow me on Twitter at Brad M. Lieb for all my podcast updates. And until then, keep going and enjoy your life.